From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Capital Partners co-founder Peter Mork talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. Mork talks about his commercial real estate path, the current state of industrial development in the Twin Cities, and the challenging debt market. All right. Well, I'm glad to be joined by Peter Mork, founding partner of Edina-based Capital Partners, an investment platform that includes ownership and management of industrial properties, industrial building development, and property management services. Um, Peter, how are you doing today? Great, Brian. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. I understand you're you're on the road. You're out and about <laughs> traveling out on the East Coast. How are things out yeah. there? Yes, I am in Boston, Massachusetts, moving my son, Nick, uh, into Boston College. So freshman year, just uh, moved nice. him into his dorm, met his roommate. Met the parents, all good. Nice. nice. That's very exciting. Um, yep. I just moved my oldest daughter back to school for her senior year, and I've got another one who is just finishing up her freshman year. Great. And uh, a daughter who will be going uh, is just starting her senior year of high school, and then a, and then a son finishing up middle school. So, <laughs> well, you got a little road ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, I do, but uh, it's all good. Um, hey, Peter, I was wondering, uh, so if you could just talk a little bit about, uh, you've been busy lately. I know we've been chatting about some of the developments you're doing, some of the uh, leases that have been signed, things like that. But I wonder if you could just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this line of work uh, in commercial real estate. Yeah, for sure. You know, Brian, I, I do have a pretty interesting story uh, because I, I am a person that, uh, you know, basically was able to get out of brokerage and into building ownership. And how that all came apart was I was a junior in college painting industrial buildings. And uh, a gentleman said, I own some real estate. I'll pay for you to get your real estate license. And in doing so, I was um, fortunate to get my real estate license. And then I had another friend who was working at CB Richard Ellis at the time, which was Coldwell Banker Commercial. Um, This was in 1988. And he said, if you really want to get in commercial real estate and learn the business, you got to go work at Coldwell Banker Commercial in their data bank. It's a very coveted internship. And if you get with that and you pass the internship and they like you, they'll keep you on full time in the data bank. Uh, which is reporting all the the metrics of commercial real estate, office, industrial, retail, 
to the national platform of Sears, Sears own Coldwell Banker commercial. And so I did that. I got in the data bank, still going to college. And then the next step is to be aligned with a commercial broker who teaches you the ropes. And I was aligned with a guy named John Allen. And a lot of people knew who John Allen was 20, 10 years ago. John's just sold his huge industrial portfolio to Link and uh, now resides in Naples, Florida. But John was a person, when I got an opportunity to work for, I saw that John's just not really a broker. John is a developer, an owner of real estate, and that really is an opportunity to create wealth. And I saw brokerage as uh, a means to an end, a stepping stone to get into ownership. And so that was wonderful. John taught me not only brokerage, but he also taught me ownership development. Uh, for the two years I was with them, I started Capital Partners 25 years ago while I was a broker, an industrial broker at CB Richard Ellis. Uh, it morphed um, into what it is today that we own over 15 million square feet, uh, have about 150 buildings, about 600 tenants, and have a uh, company uh, with just 10 people. So we're a small company with a huge appetite for industrial real estate. And, and where are your buildings located primarily? Are you focused primarily on the uh, Minnesota market or where, where do you? Yeah, we, we're primarily in Minnesota. We've got about 15 million square feet of industrial buildings in the Twin Cities, pretty much all industrial. We do have one office building, which is a class A office building in Edina, what we reside in, Grandview Square. And then we've got five buildings in Milwaukee, industrial buildings. In Milwaukee, we're building a portfolio there. And then we are developing an industrial portfolio in Fort Myers, Florida. So we are in the process of building two buildings right now in Fort Myers, Florida. It will be completed in uh, December of this year. We've got another land site under contract. We'll close in October. We're going to build another 150,000 square feet up in Punta Gorda, Florida, starting in January. And um, we've got three develop three buildings under construction in Minneapolis. Um, <clears throat> one uh, right off of in, in Brooklyn Park, right off of 169, 610, 169 Logistics Center. Two buildings that were built uh, just completed July, August of this year. They're already 75% pre-leased. We've got another building in Dayton that you are writing about. Um, it's 248,000 square foot building that we uh, did a long-term lease with Envent. And then we have a third building that's 200,000 square feet go being built, completed in October of this year in Blaine, which we're hopeful will get leased here shortly. So we've been blessed with our development. It's a new, it's a new segue for commercial partners. Um, we're mostly, uh, acquisition of existing industrial real estate at the present time but we we love the segue in industrial development we've got a uh, joe raddick heading that up and he's doing a, a wonderful job and and how did you come to focus on industrial versus uh other yeah. sectors right you know i was i was that's you know <clears throat> it was kind of like moving into college you, you're stuck with the roommate you got i went to uh Coal Banker Commercial, and I, I was in the data bank, and an industrial broker needed a needed a young kid to work for him. 
And so it wasn't an office broker. It was an industrial broker. So I went the way of industrial real estate at the time, which thank God I did. Yeah. And it's, well, tell, tell us a little bit more about the uh, broader industrial market and what you're seeing now out there and what are some of the opportunities and challenges on, you know, both the development and uh, acquisition side. Sure. Um, there is opportunity out there today. Good opportunity. It's a good market to buy in. If you can source the debt and the equity, um, the, the, Industrial real estate is being sold at a bargain now because it's being priced to debt. And debt has gone up with interest rates going up, you know, 300 plus basis points. So, for example, the price of a building that was $130 a foot a year ago today is worth $100 a foot plus or minus. So there's a 25% plus or minus swing in value only because debt has increased. The building hasn't changed. The tenants haven't changed. The income hasn't changed. All it's changed is the cost to buy the building. Hence, the value of the building's gone down. Now, if you're a believer that the price of debt is going to go down during your hold period, which people are saying is going to be the case in the next 24 to 36 months, we are going to see interest rates coming down. I'm a firm believer we're going to see interest rates coming down certainly before the election, because it's, you know, politically aligned and we've seen it in the past. So debt will come down and just by that fact alone, your buildings will be worth more. So there's opportunity that way. The challenges are it's very difficult to get debt today. Very difficult. The banks are pretty much hands down. Um, we have closed on two portfolios in the last six months, totaling about 3 million square feet. We bought artists' A building portfolio and B building portfolio. And we have a recap done of a PCCP portfolio that we own that we're, we're, we are in the current pros of recapping it, meaning we are not only the seller, but we're going to buy out our existing joint venture partner and replace it with a new joint venture partner that we do business with. And capital partners is going to stay in with equity on the purchase. So I'm in the throes right now of finding debt and my nephew, Bill Mork with JLL sources, all of our debt for us does a great job. And he, um, you know, he told me three weeks ago on the call, he's like, Peter, we're not going to find bank debt they're just not going to finance this acquisition which i which i found hard to believe because i've done so much with so many banks he said it's all going to be institutional debt life company debt you know pension funds what have you so i even challenged him and made phone calls with him to numerous relationships i have in the banking world about this portfolio that's right down the middle of the fairway it's great industrial real estate it's fully leased it's it's we've owned it for six years. You know, this is going to perform. And these banks said, we would love to lend on it, but we can't, we just can't. They're, they're, they're being, you know, constrained by, you know, the, the government's constraints they're putting on these banks and their deposits have to be increased and they have to have higher matching funds. And, uh, it's sad. It's really sad time for debt. 
So in the past, so in the past, where you maybe just matter of uh, you, you find a good opportunity, you pick up the phone, you call your favorite banker, and you can work out a deal. Now you have to be more creative. Sounds like yeah. You know, I always used to say, um, I can find the, I can always find the debt. I can always find the equity for a good deal. The problem is finding a good deal. But today mm-hmm. it's different. Mm-hmm. I could find a good deal. I could find the equity for a good deal. Can I find the debt? And and you know, if if you're a seller in today's market, you gotta question why. Why are you selling industrial real estate in today's market? Only really if you need to. Um and some of these some of these owners need to. They 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 mm. need to, <clears throat> you know, can uh it's called a round, you know, basically do a round trip. They need to close out the fund. It's time to move on. Uh, they're getting pressures from their committee to do so. And, you know, they're going to post a win. They're going to make a profit on, on the transaction. But if they just wait another 24 months, it could be so much more lucrative. Um, so, yeah. you know, it just, it is what it is. So sales will be dropping off. Uh, sales have dropped off significantly. They're going to, they're going to continue to drop off until debt stabilizes. Um, we get some direction about where interest rates are going, that they've hit the top and they're going to start, you know, at least leveling out or coming down, you know, at that time, then, you know, we understand where the market is, but right now debt is so hard to get. You, you have to, you know, do find, and you have to find debt is the three year and the five year money on institutional debt is, is basically all been used. This is coming again from my nephew, Bill. He's saying, you know, They've already placed that money. So longer term debt, seven and 10 year money is out there, but you need to hold the, that, that asset for that long because the, the cost to sell earlier with your defeasance fee um, or even a lockout will, will not allow it to occur. So it's really matching the debt now with your hold period and making sure your hold period can find debt. And a five-year hold period today is very difficult to find debt or, or less. Sure. So unless you're in a position where you really have to sell now, it's pe- people are holding off to wait until the, the market improves uh, for the, the debt market um, mm-hmm. because they don't want to leave money on the table, obviously. No, no. Right. And so unless you really need to sell, you know, you shouldn't sell. And a lot of times if your building's performing well, you know, but you know, what's happening is, you know, building's performing well, but you got, you know, three, three and a half percent debt on it. Well, now your debt matures and you, now your debt is, you know, seven and a half percent. So mm-hmm. maybe the building's not going to perform well because maybe you're leveraged up there at 80%. So, you know, then you're in a position to need to sell, uh, unless, you know, unless you're okay, um, feeding, feeding the deal until debt comes down. Mm-hmm. Well, you're you're finding tenants, or you're you said you're seventy five percent leased on these uh, recent projects. That um, yeah, so Brian, I tell you, you know, and that's really interesting. I've been doing this for thirty five years. Uh, I've been in commercial real estate for thirty five years, and I never, I never remember a time where the investment sales market is so off. And it's not because of what we call the spaces market is so strong. And it, 
you know, tenants, tenant demand is there. Absorption is positive. Um, and so rents are going up. We're able to increase our annual bumps on rents to 4% or greater. Um, we're mark to market when a tenant renews, they're probably looking at a 20 to 30% increase in their, uh, in their lease rate, mm-hmm. which is, which is a lot. And, and so the market is strong. Absorption is strong. Supply, supply is off, right? Because it's difficult to do development now because the land prices are too high. Debt's too costly and it's too difficult to find debt. You know, to go to find speculative construction debt, you know, which is now a swear word, you know, but in the past it was easy to get. So mm-hmm. you've got this, you've got this again, this inverted curve where you got a vacancy rate in the market of around 3%. You've got 12 to 15 million square feet of demand out there. You've got new construction uh, of around in this past year, about 6 million. I would say probably four and a half to 5 million's already been leased. You don't really have much new construction on the books for 2024 to speak of. I think we'll probably see two to 4 million square feet. So as long as demand stays strong, industrial real estate um, will weather this storm. Mm-hmm. But again, it sounds like you you see uh, sales maybe picking up uh, next year as we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the interest rate environment maybe will hopefully be uh, a little more favorable and uh, things of that nature. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got to get through this election. I think the election itself will bring real debt's going to come down before the election. So I think the, the you know starting in twenty twenty five things should start normalizing mm-hmm. and. Um, We'll see more activity. I think if you can, you know, hold off till 2025, second, you know, after the second quarter of 2025, I think it's going to be cap rates are going to come down, you know, hopefully a couple hundred basis points and, and pricing will be back to where it was, uh, you know, uh, this pre inflation run. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yep. Interesting times we're living in. Um, but yeah, so Peter, what else can you tell us about yourself? Are you uh, a Twin Cities native? Did you go to school here? Um, what can you tell us about? Uh, sure. That. Sure. So I, uh, I, I, uh, I am. I grew up in St. Paul. I went to St. Thomas Academy. I went to undergraduate at the University of Minnesota. And uh, during that time, I got into commercial real estate. Um, I've always uh, had a desire uh, to learn. And I continued my education. I wanted to go to law school. Um, but first I went and got my MBA. I was the first class in the MBA uh, of the new St. Thomas University building, downtown Minneapolis. I remember back when they built the, the college down there, downtown Minneapolis. Um, so I got my MBA from the University of St. Thomas uh, in finance. And then I went on and did night school. Uh, at William Mitchell College of Law, I got my law degree uh, uh, in three years while working at uh, commercial real estate during the day, and um, passed the bar, but really didn't have a desire to practice law because I was uh, enjoying commercial real estate so much, and uh, I just thought that was a better career for for me. So, um, mm-hmm. 
I've got, I'm married with two kids. One just graduated from Marquette and one's going to Boston college. So I'm an empty nester. Mm-hmm. I love, I love duck hunting. I love, I love boating. I love boating down in Florida. I got a place down in Florida. So I do a lot of ocean boating and, um, I like to play ice hiking. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you play, yeah. uh, hockey in high school or college or anything like that? Or just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's, it's kind of, um, I still skate, uh, I skate uh, a couple times a week in Minnesota and I, and I play down in Florida, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I did not play college hockey or, or, or varsity hockey in high school. Okay. <clears throat> so oh, cool. just so keeps me in shape. Nice. Well, you've got a lot yeah. of stuff going on there. Um, so before I let you go, can you talk talk a little bit about what are your plans for uh, Capital Partners going forward? Do you see more expansion into other parts of the country, or just kind of what 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 are you thinking, um, kind of longer term? Sure, sure. You know, I think Capital Partners. We've got, uh, like I said, we've got. Um, we're blessed because we've got four incredible property managers that handle our whole portfolio. You know, we're the maybe the second or third largest property management firm in the Twin Cities, um, which is, you know, quite amazing with the, the, just the size we are and how, you know, in the old days, everyone, property management was, you had to go to Collier's or CBRE or Northmark. Those are the big players. But um, now uh, folks like ourselves are, are, are dominating the market and property management because our partners want owners to have stake in the game. And hence we're able to do that uh, by owning the real estate, by also managing the real estate. So we've got uh, four wonderful property managers. Uh, We got Ron Patzer, who's been with me for 30 years, an ex CBRE employee handling, uh, overseeing the property management and the asset management. I've got a wonderful partner in Jason Simic. So he and I, own the company and manage the company. I see capital partners continuing to grow. We have no interest in stopping or slowing down. We want to continue in our development interest, and we want to continue making portfolio acquisition acquisitions of industrial real estate in the three markets we're in. I don't know if we're going to go to another market. If 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 we did, we'd certainly spend a lot of time underwriting it and understanding it before we do so. All right. Well, good luck to you, Peter. Thanks for taking some time to chat. Enjoy the rest of your time out east. And uh, let's stay in touch. Sounds great, Brian. Thank you. And uh, I will when I have some news stories, I'll for sure let you know. Awesome. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.